0: So good to see you all. Go ahead and turn your Bibles <clears throat> to, uh, we're going to turn our Bibles to John, the book of John. As you guys know, we're journeying through scripture. It's the read and rant, y'all. It's the read and rant. We're going to spend a few moments reading and then we're going to spend a few moments ranting. We're going to read through the text. We're going to prayerfully ask three questions. God, what are you revealing concerning yourself? Second question we're going to ask is, God, what are you revealing concerning people? And the third question you're gonna ask is, God, what are you revealing concerning me? What are you revealing concerning me? So we're gonna get right into it, y'all. We're gonna dig right in and we're gonna see where the Lord takes us today. Uh, Father, we just ask that you would, uh, Lord, inspire us today, Lord. Uh, We pray, Lord, that the truth of your gospel would be made evident to us today. As we journey through your text, Lord, I just pray, Lord, that you would change something in us, Lord. Bless us today, Lord, as we read your word. Lord, lead us by your spirit, wash us with your word. We say that in Jesus' name, amen. John 11 verse one, it says this, now certain men were sick, Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary and his sister Martha and her sister, Martha. It was that Mary who anointed the Lord with fragrant oil and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore, the sisters sent to him saying, Lord, behold, he whom you love is sick. And when Jesus heard that, he said, the sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the son of man may be glorified through it. Now, Jesus loved Martha and her sister, Lazarus and her sister and Lazarus. And when he heard that he was sick, he stayed two more days in the place where he was. Then after this, he said to the disciples, let's go again to Judea. The disciples said then, Rabbi, lately the Jews sought to stone you. And are you going there again? Jesus answered, are there not 12 hours in a day? If anyone walks in in the day, he does not stumble. Therefore, he sees the light is not in him. These things he said, and after that, he said to them, our friend Lazarus sleeps, but I go that I may wake him up. Then the disciples said, Lord, if he sleeps, he will get well. However, Jesus spoke of his death, but they thought that he was speaking about taking rest and sleep. Then Jesus said to them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And I'm grateful for your sakes, that I was not there, that you may believe. Nevertheless, let us go to him." Then Thomas, who was called twin, said to his fellow disciples, let us go, that we may die with him. So when Jesus came, he found that he had already been in the two and four days. Now, Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles away, and many of the Jews had joined the women around Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. Now, Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him. But Mary was sitting in the house. Now, Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been there, my brother would not have died. But even now, I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, Yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the son of God who has come in this world. And when she had said these things, she went her way and secretly called Mary, her sister saying, the teacher has come and is calling for you. As soon as she heard that she arose quickly and came to him. Now Jesus had not yet come into town, but was in the place where Martha met him. Then the Jews who were with her in the house and comforting her, when they saw that Mary rose up quickly and went out following her, said, she is going to the tomb to weep there. Then when Mary came where Jesus was and saw him, she fell down at his feet, saying to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Therefore, when Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who came with her weeping, he groaned in the spirit and was troubled. And he said, where have you laid him? And they said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus wept. Then the disciples said, see how he loved him? And some of them said, could not this man who opened the eyes of the blind also kept this man from dying? Then Jesus said, again, groaning in himself, Sorry, then Jesus, again groaning in himself, came to the tomb. It was a cave and a stone lay against it. Jesus said, take away the stone. Martha, the sister of him who was dead, said to him, Lord, by this time, there is a stench for he has been dead four days. Jesus said to her, did I not say to you that if you believe you would see the glory of God? God. Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was lying. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. And now, sorry. And I know that you always hear me because of the people who are standing by. I said this, that they may believe that you sent me. Now, when he had said these things, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus come forth. And he who had died came out bound hand and foot with grave clothes. And his face was wrapped with cloth. Jesus said to him, loose him and let him go. Then many of the Jews who had come to Mary and had seen the things Jesus did believed in him, but some of them went away to the Pharisees and told him the things Jesus did. Then the chief priests and the Pharisees gathered a council and said, what shall we do for this man? works many signs. If we let him alone like this, everyone will believe in him and the Romans will come and take away both our place and our nation. And one of them, Caiaphas being high priest that year said to them, you know, nothing at all, nor do you consider that it is expedient for us, that one man should die for the people and not that the whole nation should perish. Now this, he did not say on his own authority, but being the high priest that year, he prophesied that Jesus would die for the nation. And not only for the nation, but also that he would gather together in one, the children of God who are scattered abroad. Then from that day on, they plotted to put him to death. Therefore, Jesus no longer walked openly among the Jews but went from there into the country near the wilderness to a city called Ephraim. And there remained with his disciples and the Passover of the Jews was near. And many went from the country up to Jerusalem before the Passover to purify themselves. Then they sought Jesus and spoke amongst themselves as they stood in the temple. What do you think that he will not come to the feast? Now, both the chief priests and the Pharisees had given a command that if anyone knew where he was, he should report it, that they might seize him. That they might seize him. John chapter 12. Then six days before the Passover, they came to Bethany where Lazarus, who had been dead, sorry, where Lazarus was, who had been dead whom he had raised from the dead. There they made him a supper and Martha served. But Lazarus was one of those who sat at the table with him. <clears throat> then Mary took a pound of very costly oil of spikenard, anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the fragrance of the oil. But one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, who would betray him said, Why was this fragrant oil not sold for 300 denarii and given to the poor? This he said, not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief and had the money box and he he used it to take what was put in it. But Jesus said, let her alone. She has kept this for the day of my burial for the poor, you will have with you always, but me, you do not have always. Now a great many of the Jews knew that he was there and they came not only for Jesus' sake only, but that they might see Lazarus whom he had raised from the dead. But the chief priests plotted to put Lazarus to death also, because on account of him, many of the Jews went away and believed in Jesus. The next day, a great multitude that had come to the feast when they heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem, took branches of palm trees and went out to meet him and cried out, Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, the King of Israel. Then Jesus, when he had found, whoops, when he had found a young donkey sat on it, as it is written, fear not daughter of Zion. Behold, your King is coming, sitting on a donkey's coat. His disciples did not understand these things at first, but when Jesus was glorified, then they remembered these things that were written about him, that he had done these things, that they had done these things to him. Therefore, the people who were with him when he called Lazarus out of his tomb and raised him from the dead bore witness. For this reason, the people also met him because they heard that he had done this sign. The Pharisees therefore said among themselves, you see, that you are accomplishing nothing. Look, the world has gone after him. Now, there were certain Greeks among those who came up to worship at the feast. Then they came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida of Galilee. And they asked him saying, sir, we wish to see Jesus. Philip came and told Andrew and in turn, Andrew and Philip told Jesus. But Jesus answered them, saying, The hour has come that the Son of Man should be glorified. Most assuredly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much grain. He who loves his life will lose it. But he who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. If anyone serves me, let him follow me and where I am. There my servant will also be. If anyone serves me, him my father will honor. Now my soul is troubled. And what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. But for this purpose, I came to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven saying, I have both glorified it and I will glorify it again. Therefore, the people who stood by and heard it said that it had thundered, others said an angel had spoken to him. Jesus answered and said, this voice did not come because of me, but for your sake. Now is the judgment of this world. Now the ruler of this world will be cast out. And I, if I am lifted from the earth will draw all peoples to myself. This he said, signifying by what death he would die. The disciples answered him, we have heard from the law that the Christ remains forever. How can you say the son of man must be lifted up? Who is this son of man? Then Jesus said to them, a little while longer, the light is with you. Walk while you have the light, lest darkness overtake you. He who walks in darkness does not know where he is going. While you have the light, believe in the light that you may become sons of light. These things Jesus spoke and departed and was hidden from them. But although he had done so many signs before them, they did not believe in him. That the word of Isaiah, the prophet might be fulfilled. Lord, who has believed our report and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Therefore they could not believe because Isaiah said again, he has blinded their eyes and hardened their hearts lest they should see with their eyes lest they should understand with their hearts in turn so that I should heal them these things Isaiah said when he saw his glory and spoke of him nevertheless even among the rulers many believed in him but because the pharisees but because of the pharisees they did not confess him lest they should be put out of the synagogue Then Jesus cried out and said, he who believes in me, believes not in me, but in him who sent me and he who sees me, sees him who sent me. I have come as a light into the world and whoever believes in me should not abide in darkness. And if anyone hears my words and does not believe, I do not judge him. For I did not come to judge the world, but to save the world. He who rejects me and does not receive my words has that which judges him. The word that I have spoken will judge him in the last day. For I have not spoken on my own authority, but the father who sent me gave me a command, what I should say and what I should speak. And I know that his command is everlasting life. Therefore, whatever I speak, just as the father has told me, so I speak. The word of God. We're gonna stop right here. And we're going to spend a few moments journeying through the scripture today. It is so good to see you. I'm so glad you guys are all here. I'm glad that you guys get to spend a few moments with me in the word. The word is truth. The word brings power. The word is food. Remember, Jeremiah says your words came and I ate them and they were the joy and rejoicing of my heart. I love the word of God, and I love to eat the word every day. That's why the scriptures say to eat the word. It's food. It's not just information, it's food. So I'm grateful for you all. And I'm grateful that we all get to spend this time together. As we've been reading through the book of John. So you notice John is bringing emphasis to the divinity of Jesus. And he speaks of the ministry of Jesus in a way so different than the other texts, right? John is uh, very much focused on um, showing evidence of Jesus's testimony of his divinity. And the signs, that is the miracles that were performed were signs. And what do signs do? Signs point to things, right? Signs point to, uh, they point or they direct. That's what signs do. So the miracles that we sometimes call miracles in the Bible are really signs. They're signs pointing to the the, the kingdom of God, pointing to the the finished salvific work of Jesus Christ. I see all that because there's so much that we can learn in this text that we read, because today we read through John 11 and we read through John 12. And there's so much that we can learn, so much that we can unpack from that text. But I kind of want to go back and I want to just focus on one thing today because I'm not afforded uh, the time uh, today. But I wanted to focus on one thing. And I think it's something that we can all uh, really be blessed by in our time together as we read his word. And it goes back to Lazarus. Everybody knows Lazarus story. Okay. Anybody who grew up in church knows the Lazarus story. Let me stop that. Everybody doesn't know Lazarus story. But folks, even who didn't grow up in church, have heard about Lazarus. Lazarus is the guy who rose from the dead. Right. I came out the grave like Lazarus. That was a U2 song, right? U2? You, goodness gracious. I'm gonna I'm gonna mess this up. I think it was U2. Yeah, it's a U2 song, I think. Uh, <laughs> right? Coming out the grave like Lazarus. Um, y'all need to go back and listen to some U2 lyrics, man. So the U2 lyrics is like, oh my gosh, this li- these lyrics are fire. This is like, this is the gospel. Oh my gosh. Um, let me see if I can find it real quick. There's a, uh, beautiful day. Y'all, y'all be tripping, man. YouTube got some fire, fire lyrics. Okay. Um, um let me see. let me see if I can find it, but yeah, anyway, <laughs> coming out the grave, like Lazarus, um, if y'all don't know, okay. YouTube got some fire lyrics. All right. All right. Okay, watch you. Okay, here it is. So, if if anybody heard the song, um, I still haven't found what I'm looking for. All right, uh, I'm gonna read these lyrics for you because these lyrics, oh my goodness, they're fire. They're fire. Uh, all right, here it is. Ready? The last verse of, I still haven't found what I'm looking for. It says, "I believe in the kingdom come. Then all the colors will bleed into one. Bleed into one." But yes, I'm still running. You broke the bonds and you loosed the chains, carried the cross of my shame, of my shame. You know I believe it. Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. Bars. <laughs> Bars. Bars. Okay. Uh, but there's some, there's some, uh, there's some, there's some amazing uh, lyrics. YouTube has some amazing lyrics, but uh, you can see a heavy uh, Christian influence um, in YouTube's music. But anyway, all that is to say, going back, we've all heard of Lazarus. Like we've all, we're back, guys, we're back. This is why we call this the rant, all right? Because we don't have any. Like we, we are not organizing our thoughts, okay? We're just talking. We're just chopping it up, all right? Cain, um, rise up. <clears throat> um, wow, my goodness. Now y'all going to make me look for it. Jesus Christ. Um, What was it called? Uh, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But now y'all going to have me look for it. Uh, It It is Kane Rise Up, isn't it? It is. It is. I think it is Kane Rise Up. Um, Yeah. I think it is Kane Rise Up, maybe. You guys might be right. You guys might be right. Um, Again, Kane Rise Up. Deep. Deep, Uh, y'all. Deep. I believe somewhere in the bridge or something like that. Anyway, I don't know if it was Kane Rise Up. Anyway, I'll find it. I'll find it and I'll post it on Discord. By the way, if you're not following our Discord, if you're listening to this on the podcast or you're watching a clip of this on YouTube, um, y'all, you need to join our discord community discord.gg slash opus for O P U um, S F R E R E. it is a blessing to get connected with some folks. And so life and faith shouldn't be done alone. You get a journey with our folks. We have a whole community there. We get to connect all throughout the week, all throughout the days. And so i um, want to encourage you to do that as well. But anyway, going back to what I was saying, since we're not afforded the time today and I'm over here looking for YouTube lyrics, um, uh, <laughs> no, not YouTube. 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 The letter U. The number two. Goodness gracious! I'm actually talking about Discord community live. That's that's what's happening right now. Anyway, we know the story of Lazarus. Many of us know the story of Lazarus. We're back, y'all. And we're and if, even if you didn't grow up in church, you're you're familiar with it because we see it in music. We see it in culture. The, the miracle of Lazarus rising from the dead is one that, um, that has transcended even Christian culture. It goes beyond Christian culture. It is a story that has reverberated around the world. Some would argue that it's Jesus' greatest miracle. Like, just think about it. Like, how do you top that? You, you you can't top raising somebody from the dead. It's just not possible. And of course the scriptures tell us there that he spent four days in the grave, which again was necessary to further confirm that he was dead. Because if they had raised him after one day, it could have been a long sleep, but it took three days in those days to confirm the death of someone. The death certificate wasn't written out until after three days. And so, and so, Lazarus—the miracle of Lazarus rising from the grave, of R- Lazarus being risen from the dead—it has. It, it's it's one of those it's one of those hoorah, one of those winning moments, one of those, oh yeah, I'm at the top moments. It's one of the greatest victories. It's, it's, it's one of those ministry defining moments. This one right here is a ministry defining moment. And it's interesting because I mean, we could go through and we could break down everything that happens here because so many things are so peculiar about all of this. It's, 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 a, it's almost as if Jesus knew what was gonna happen. It's almost as if Jesus knew Lazarus was gonna die It's almost as if when they told him he was sick, Jesus just waited and vibed and waited for him to die. It was almost as if all that happened. And yet, when Jesus shows up, Jesus makes a declaration. Because remember, Jesus took these as opportunities to proclaim the kingdom and to proclaim who he was. And right before performing this miracle, he says, I am the resurrection and the life. I think it's important for us to point this out because many people will see it and say that Jesus was Lazarus's resurrection or that, sorry, sorry, that Jesus resurrected Lazarus. That's what many people will see. Many people will see what Jesus performed, but how many people would go even further and deeper to see who Jesus was? Who Jesus is, since he's the same God yesterday, today and forever, Jesus hasn't changed. Many people see Jesus perform the resurrection. The question is, is that, do you see Jesus as the resurrection? People see what Jesus has performed, but Jesus makes a proclamation about who he is. Jesus didn't just perform a resurrection. Jesus declares himself to be the resurrection. Often what I find is that people ask God for things, but they don't really dig in to know who God is. Like we spend time praying for God to help us with stuff, but forget having a relationship with you. Like, well, I just need you to fix whatever it is I'm going through. So God now is someone who caters to our needs, but isn't a God who we actually get to know and have a relationship with. He's a God who we ask for his help, but we don't ask for him. We ask for what he does, but we don't actually seek him. And there are many of us who we have postured ourselves in a way where the only time we actually know God is when we have a need. Like just think about it. Like, the only time, like, we we have a tendency to pray. I mean, we pray when when we're going through it. Don't get it twisted. When your marriage is going through it, you pray. Oh, yeah, we're praying, people. But do you pray when your marriage is going well? Or oh, when your finances are upside down, you pray. Oh, my gosh, I need, Lord, I need you. Please give me provision. But when life is good and you got money in your pocket and your bills are paid, do you pray? Do you seek Him? Oh, we pray when when our family's upside down or when we're going through stuff, but do you actually seek Him and seek His presence when everything's going okay for you? Like, is He just the God who resurrects you or is He the resurrection in your life? Like, is He the... Jesus makes His declaration. He didn't say, "I, I resurrect. He said, I. I am the resurrection and the life. Meaning I am your life. That's who I am. Believing in me is about believing in me as your resurrection. I am your resurrection. I'm not just the one that performs a resurrection for you, but I am the very resurrection. I I am your coming out of the grave. Does he resurrect you? That's good. Or does he walk with you? Do you know him or do you just know about what he does? I look at this text and Jesus makes this declaration. And that's just one point I want to make there is how Jesus points to this reality that for many, they see a dead man and they're asking for Jesus to raise him from the grave. And Jesus saying, I'm more than just a man who raises somebody from the dead. I am your life. I am the resurrection. I'm not the one who just fixes your stuff. I am your stuff. This is the challenge. And many of us are still maturing into that. And I get it, we're all maturing into that. But we go down and we have to dig deep and ask who is Jesus really for us? Like who is he really? Is he our lives or is he a part of our lives? Is he the one that just helps me or is he everything? Jesus says so many peculiar things here. He says so many peculiar things, things I, man, I'd love to just sit and go through it with you guys. But one thing I noticed in this text, and this is so important is he says, um, he says, and whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. He says, I'm the rest, he who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. He's literally telling them I am the life. I am the source. Now, again, that's not where I want to go today. I actually just want to spend the last few moments on this particular part of the text. The shortest verse in the Bible is John 11, verse 35. It doesn't get shorter than two words. And those words are Jesus wept. Two words that have profound implications. Two words that when you put them together, speaks so many truths, has so many dimensions of truth, Jesus wept y'all. I know many people, when they talk about God, they talk about a God who is so high and a God who's so wise and a God who's so strong and a God who's so powerful, a God who is omnipotent, a God who can do all things, a God who has all power, a God who is sovereign, a God who has who has providence and who is divine. We talk about a God who's so above, and yes, his ways are above our ways, his thoughts are above our thoughts, but he is not just a God who is above. He is a God who is here. He is a God who is with us. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we had the privilege of beholding his glory as of the only begotten, full of grace and truth. That's in John chapter one. But he is a God who dwells with us. And the one thing that I get from this text over and over again is as big as God is, he humbles himself and enters into the human experience. He is not a God who does not understand us. He's not a God who does not enter into our human experience. He's not a God who doesn't enter into the reality of what we're feeling and what we're experiencing. He enters in and he knows. For folks who are weeping today, God knows. For those of you who are going through a difficult season, God knows. For those of you, your heart is heavy, God knows. For you, your mind is going crazy, He knows. And get this, He doesn't just know about it, He understands it. You have a high priest who empathizes with you. He entered into human experience. The scriptures tell us that Jesus wept. So if you're weeping today, understand that it is not an emotion. It is not a feeling. It is not a thing that Jesus doesn't know. It is not something that he isn't aware of or that he has not experienced. He empathizes with you. He doesn't just sympathize. He knows he's felt it, he's experienced it. He knows. Right in front of everybody, the God of the universe, who really has nothing to impress anyone with, who humbled himself and entered into this moment right in front of this grave, he weeps, wept. I just think about that for a second. like the, the, the God of the universe, that's right. the God of the universe wept. Weeping doesn't make you weak. There's some men here that haven't wept in a long time. And you were taught for a long time that weeping somehow is only for the weak. Crying doesn't make you weak. It takes a lot of courage to weep. It takes a lot of courage to step into that that space. And crying doesn't mean you've given up. Crying doesn't mean you're hopeless. Crying simply means, weeping simply means you're present in the moment. And for many of us, we've been conditioned for so long, not to weep that we don't even know what's happening in the moment anymore. We've conditioned ourselves to just ignore what is actually happening in the moment. And unfortunately, because as men, we've been taught not to weep, we've been conditioned to be absent. And we wonder why we're absent in our home, why we're absent with our children, why we're absent with our families, why we're absent with our spouse, why we can't get to a deeper level of connection because we've been told weeping is weak. It's only for the weak. And unfortunately we've been absent as a consequence of that. But can I remind you of a God who has all power and all strength? Can I remind you of a God who has all control. No one's more powerful than this God. And yet this God entered into the human experience and there was nothing weak. He had no weakness at any moment. And yet in this moment, the scriptures tell us in John 11 verse 35, Jesus wept. Fam, you can weep. It's not weak to weep. Weeping right now might be the strongest thing you can do. And the other thing I'll say, and I'm I'm done. The other thing I'll say is, is that weeping doesn't mean you're hopeless. Just because you're weeping right now doesn't mean you don't have hope for what is to come. It just means you're present in this moment. Jesus wept right before he performed his miracle. Jesus knew he was going to raise Lazarus from the dead. Just think about that for a second. Jesus knew I'm about to raise Lazarus from the dead, but right now in this moment, I feel the burden, the pain of what's happening in this space. And for that, I weep. Jesus is weeping for the faithlessness. Jesus is weeping for the hopelessness in the room. Jesus is weeping for so many things that are happening in this room. Jesus is not above it all, Jesus wept. Some were weeping because they lost Lazarus. Jesus is weeping for something so much deeper. And yet even then in this moment, Jesus weeps. He weeps because he's present. I hope y'all getting what I'm saying today. I hope you're, I hope you're picking up what I'm putting down. (laughs) Because so many of us have been conditioned not to only to find ourselves absent while our bodies are present. Jesus is present. He's about to perform a miracle. Jesus is not hopeless. He's not sitting there going, Oh my gosh, Lazarus is gone. And I'm going to weep because Lazarus is gone. Jesus is weeping because everybody else is hopeless. (laughs) Jesus is weeping because everybody else is broken. Jesus is weeping because everybody else is down and out. And so many of us are quick to get to the resurrection, but we miss this moment before the resurrection. Before the resurrection is weeping. Before the resurrection, there's pain and suffering. Before the resurrection, there's death. There cannot be a resurrection without death. And so in the moment, if you have to weep, then weep. Not because you're weak. Not because you're hopeless. Because weeping may endure for a night but joy comes in the morning. You may weep tonight. How about you're gonna smile tomorrow? You may weep in this moment, but you're not hopeless for what is to come. You might weep right now in the same way that Jesus wept, but there's a resurrection on the other side. So it's okay to weep today, but don't lose hope today. Be present in the moment, but never be hopeless because we who are children of God are not as those who have no hope. He is the resurrection and he is the life. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the privilege of reminding us today, Lord, that you are the resurrection and you are the life. Father, I thank you, Lord, that you're reminding us even today, Lord, that you're more than just a God who does for us, but that you're a God who is everything for us. You are our everything. And Lord, thank you for reminding us, Lord, of the importance of being present in the moment. Teach us, Lord, to be present in the moment, but Lord, at the same time, teach us not to be hopeless for the future, but rather to be hopeful for what it is that you are doing in our lives. So bless us today, Lord, in all that we do. And we say that in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you guys. Love y'all. I'll see you guys tomorrow. I got to get going. Hope to get this internet running. Follow me on Discord. Subscribe to our Discord community. Join our join our Discord community, discord.gg slash opus frere And also subscribe to our uh um to our YouTube, youtube.com, because we're gonna be doing the prayer on YouTube tomorrow. So youtube.com slash opus <laughs> YouTube.com slash at opus Sorry, at all right. Um, subscribe to our YouTube and, um, and yeah, I will see you guys tomorrow. Oh, and also if the Lord puts in your heart to support us, become a patron, y'all. Patreon.com slash Isaac Frere. Patreon.com slash Isaac Frere. Love y'all. See you guys tomorrow. It'll be on YouTube. I'll post the link later on on Discord. All right. Love y'all. Peace out, fam. God bless you. Pray with me, Dear Heavenly Father. Pray with me, Dear Heavenly Father. We come before you today, Lord, being reminded, Lord, that you are the God who empathizes. You understand us. You know exactly where we are, and you know you know exactly what we're feeling. So, Father, as we come before you today, we ask, Lord God, Lord, that you would teach us to be present with you, even in our difficult moments, Lord that those of us that are weeping today, give us the confidence to be reminded that weeping may endure for a night, but that joy comes in the morning. Let us be reminded that if we find ourselves in the valley of the shadow of death, that we will fear no evil for you are with us. So give us strength to endure today in all that we do, being reminded that you are with us, that you never leave us, nor do you forsake us. And we say that in Jesus' name. Amen. Pray with me. Heavenly Father, we come before you today, confident of this, that you are with us. You are Emmanuel. Lord, you are God who is with us. So today, as we, Lord, navigate through the day, as we, Lord, confront all the challenges, Lord, that stand before us, let us be, Lord, aware of your presence, Lord God, to know, Lord, that you are with us, that even though we, Lord, go through the valley of the shadow of death, that we may not fear for you are with us, Guide us today. Lead us, Lord, in the path of righteousness. Guide us in your truth, Lord, that we may glorify you today. And we say that in Jesus' name. Amen.